0: humans. Welcome to the Greenish Podcast. I'm Caitlin Lovell, one of your hosts, and I'm here today joined by Bethany Scully. Hey. Cecily Krieger. Hey there. And Elan Stribling. Hi. We're glad you're here with us. Today, we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions and what they can mean for the planet.
1: So 2020 is almost over, correct? Hopefully.
0: Woo. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it. you're not wrong. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's flown by, and it feels like we've been in 2020 for seven years.
1: Yeah, well, the yeah the we we still haven't elected the president. I'm joking, but <laughs> um, we can we can all be hopeful that you know 2021 is going to come. So I don't. Let's talk about our New Year's goals and resolutions. And what else do you guys do? You guys have like other names for your New Year's stuff?
2: Yeah, I have used other names.
3: I feel like I use like resolution as, like boom, like that's like something I'm committed to, and I use like intention is like. Some like more loose, loose things. Like I'm just like I'm intending to you know work out more or something like that.
0: I set intentions daily, but like resolutions, they feel a little bit larger scale for me.
3: Yeah, more like committed.
1: Yeah, I, I've never. I don't know if it wasn't just in, if it was just in my household, but we never had like New Year's resolutions. It never was like a thing. It was just like a. It's another day. You could set your New Year's resolutions on your birthday. That was more of a thing. Because that's your new year, but...
0: It is technically, yeah, your new year, new year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yourself. It's interesting to me because it's been around since the ancient Babylonians. I didn't know Yeah, that. and time is just a no, construct. Pretty... And yet,
2: <laughs> we've added to the construct and we're like, and now we must judge ourselves based on these other constructs, based on the construct of time. And that's how we're going to measure our efforts as and our value as humans. Yeah, I've gone all around with how I've set resolutions or intentions because I'm a list maker. Actually, Elon, if you have your New Year's resolution list up, can you add to it? Take the Enneagram test so I can find out what number you are and I can make all these assumptions about your personality <laughs> because as a seven, it's kind of our thing to plan and it's almost like a flaw where instead of being present, it's like I enjoy planning so much and so in the realm that... New Year's resolutions, it, it's kind of like making a plan for your year, and I really love that. But I, somebody invited me to like, do this in a group setting once where we did short and long-term, and then we shared them out loud. And they were swearing that by doing this, by saying it out loud and also not making everything about this one year, but looking at the five-year, that's going to inform your one-year resolutions because you know that you're trying to get to why in five years. And I found that to be extremely helpful. And they shared some stories of how much has happened and come true in the, in their experience. And I was kind of blown away. Like very specific things came to life.
1: I'm still not going to do the Enneagram thing. Just so you
2: know, <laughs> you're not going
3: <laughs> to, you're committed to not doing it. You know, I yeah. feel like that's why another reason I'm always questioning if I'm a seven, cause like I hate planning things. Like, I like to just go do it.
1: Part of my charm is people not knowing what I'm about.
2: Yeah. So not I'm not planned in like a super organized call ahead, make every reservation for the whole trip. It's more like I envision all these different iterations of my life or like I'm planning I, things that may never happen even. It's almost like fiction, but it's fun. Okay.
3: Like you're just like dreaming almost. Like you're dreaming. Yes. Well, I feel like the goal thing is a good call because I was like, I actually wrote a post recently about goals, and it was um, the number I found was that people that set goals are like ten times more likely to succeed in their life, which oh, is a I good reminder that. for me because that's something I, yeah, I should do more of. I feel like I've always been kind of thinking that the New Year's resolution thing was kind of comical, like how people are gonna <laughs> how people are just gonna change their whole life, like um after one year, I just used to think it was kind of funny because I felt like I was always pushing myself to be better regardless of the new year or whatever. Um, it wasn't just like I was going to change who I am after this day or something. But as I have more grace for things now, I just am like, Oh, well, whatever, whatever works for you and whatever makes you push yourself. If that's a new year's resolution, then fucking do it.
1: Yeah. I think it's, I think I make fun of people who do New resolutions. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's just kind of silly. I mean, like,
1: <laughs> for the, for the most part on average, people don't keep them also it's like it's just like a it's like a thing that is also like bethany says abstract like just because other people are doing it you don't have to do it right now
2: if anyone is listening to this podcast it's most likely not on new year's day it's maybe not even (laughs) in december or january so i like this note because it really doesn't matter what day it is if you want to like start tracking toward a goal or make a resolution and if you want to make it like in November for the same year and you then you're you've got a fire under your ass if you want to do it by the next year it's kind of a good
1: yeah. a good thing just nut up yeah nut up
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. well that being said I feel like
3: improving who you are all the time is good but I do think that if you're going to set a green goal like new year's is a good time to do it because you're if you're going to try to do something for a full year that maybe you normally don't do mm-hmm. that's a good time to start yeah a challenge for yourself
1: Have any of you included uh, any like environmental stuff into your new year's resolutions or like outdoor resources or?
2: So I've tried instead of focusing on resolutions is to focus around the new year on reflecting. And I still create that like short term and long term structure for myself a little bit. And I actually I like to do a bunch of reflecting and then look at the last year, the last few years And then how can I build or what do I want to leave behind almost instead of what do I want to do? It's like, what do I not want to do? For instance, I'm a really good shopper. And so this was more of like an experiment and a challenge for myself was to try to buy nothing new for a whole year. So that was in 2019. And that was motivated by, you know, environmental logic about consumption, but it's also motivated by like wanting to stretch my willpower or like work on that mental muscle. And I learned so much. So so I've changed the way that I shop. I definitely buy used first. And I think more about what I can sell when I'm done with something or what I, how I can give it away in a, in an efficient way.
0: Yeah. And when you really take time to take stock of what you did in the past year, you're able to hone your goals for next year a little bit better, maybe so that they can cover multiple bases at once, not just, you know, mindful consumerism, but also being more environmentally conscious.
2: The green goal obviously can tie into other things. Like part of my green goals was to start spending a few minutes each week, just looking at initiatives and things that are happening and like signing a petition so it was a a small act of activism whether I signed something or not it was more about like being aware and making a point to do that now it's such a part of my life I don't remember what year I added that it's I don't have to think about it but that's probably an effective resolution is it's puts me it gives me something small actionable maybe even measurable That will help me get to a bigger goal. Your
3: goals are so inspiring. And that's a really good one because you clearly integrated into your life whatever you did that, but you're still doing it now, which is like the Mm -hmm. ultimate goal that you've changed, like part of your
1: life. It's like a gateway. Mm -hmm.
2: I think also incorporating things that are like um, fun and easy. So saying I'm going to like take a certain type of break. Like I'm going to give myself a break or a staycation or whatever it is. Like a lot of us, we, we get busy. And just like with the resolutions, we drop off the radar of what we wanted to do and what we intended to do. We do that even in things where it's like, I wanted to do something fun this year and I wanted to play the guitar or start a jam band or whatever kind of creative fun thing. Um, I think that there should be accountability for that, that you're holding yourself accountable to take care of yourself and to have fun. Don't save your bucket list for the end. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's a mentality that we gotta bring into 2021 because by prioritizing fun into our goals, we're prioritizing self care. Right. And yeah. it gives us something to build on that's more exciting and less daunting than your typical New Year's resolutions.
2: I used to have a quote by my desk that I think my boss had given me after she'd given me a really big sales goal. But the quote was on a sticky note, it said, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Yeah, And that actually really resonated and has stuck with me when I make a resolution for a year or for five years is that if I want to make it happen, I have to have a plan and I have to have steps and break it down a little bit. Kind of like a personal mission and vision statement. You have to have in mind who you want to be and then also have a way that you're going to be that. And I remember one year as I was just trying to make my overall life more reflective of my values when it came to the environment, I'd seen an article about banks that were funding the fossil fuel industry. And yeah. I decided that January I was going to give myself a very actionable resolution to break up with my bank. And I think I had been banking with Bank of America forever forever. I closed that account, switched to a credit union, and I'm sure Bank of America wouldn't have noticed, but I did write a brief note just letting them know why I was changing banks.
0: Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And that small win also kind of spurred me to keep making those little changes. But if you are interested in the 2020 numbers on what banks are funding what, uh, you can find the fossil fuel list on the Rainforest Action Network's website, ran.org. They've got a list. And then there is also a Forbes article I was just looking at with the top 35 dirtiest banks.
3: I don't think that anybody thinks about their bank funding this stuff. And if anything, people want to a lot of times go with these big banks because they're so, they're traveling and they're easily accessible. But in this time when we're not traveling as much, um, and when you can just prepare for when you're traveling instead of like being dependent on them, I think that just bringing that awareness would be great. And then that's a great resolution, honestly, this year. If you haven't heard of this before, and check out that article. Yeah. And break up break with your up bank. Break up with your yeah. bank. Mm-hmm.
0: Choose a bank that is yeah. working for you and not the big oil companies. The word that came to mind about
2: you know the ATMs are everywhere and the big bank seems convenient. The last few years when I'm looking at the changes that I want to make that are really little, usually they're little, but there they may be many, is that word convenient is everywhere. And I started to think about how convenience has taken the place of some of the other words we used to use in terms of values. So when we think of our values, I, I don't think any of us would say that convenience is one of our values, but It is as consumers and it has become in our lives, partly because we're so busy. So convenience has really taken the place of things that are maybe more integrity driven. We would say integrity is a value, right? But convenience, I guess, through show of action, not words, has probably risen up in that list. And something I observe in myself is that I'm a busy person and I'm a doer and staying busy is a threat um, to making green choices because you just need convenience. And I think wherever we can, I feel like letting go of convenience or recognizing like, is this really important? Or is it my default mode to just like now think I need this level of convenience all the time when maybe you'd appreciate something more if, you, if it weren't so convenient?
0: Yeah, and when we challenge ourselves to spend our dollars more mindfully, we are effectively shifting the consumer demand towards a more ethical market.
3: Yeah, like bringing awareness to it where uh, convenience lives like in your psyche because I feel like psychologically is where convenience wins for you because you're just like, oh, I do this because it's easier. But if you can put integrity over that, you, I don't know, can rewire your brain a little
2: bit. Yeah, make every change that we make, whether it's super small or or if it's a big change, but small changes are easier to make and make them stick. And every time we do that, we enable ourselves to make bigger or more changes. So it it's not for nothing to make a one New Year's resolution instead of 20. Pick something you can actually change.
1: I think I like, I like what you said, Bethany, earlier about having like monthly goals. I've actually never thought about it. when I hear New Year's resolutions, I think someone's like, oh, this year I'm going to, you know, not throw away any plastic or I'm not going to get any plastics. But it's like for the year, I mean, I think you should have a goal of like, oh, for January, I'm not going to even shop for plastic or for February, I'm going to try to get all my packaging and reusable stuff. So
0: Right. And like those challenges can change monthly. So you're always doing something new every single month and it's all pertaining to the same goal. One year I put um
2: to do like an eco-volunteer Gig. There's a variety of types of these projects, so I think I went through GoEco.com is like a pretty reasonable way financially to do something different because they're not charging you an arm and a leg usually. But I went on a sailboat in Italy, so I was on the Mediterranean, so it's beautiful. But it was doing dolphin research, so I was out scanning the horizon, uh, like three or four shifts a day, just writing down everything you're seeing when it comes to wildlife. And it was such an amazing thing to be like, I have nothing to do except
0: observe the wildlife and write it down and learn something. Looking at, you know, the possibility of travel in the year post COVID, I want to make sure that any trip that I take is putting something good into the world. And it's more like if
2: you're going to go somewhere anyway, Adding something like this even for a couple days would be cool, but being able to make the most out of your travel if you're going to do it, I I would feel like a little differently if I were traveling 18 hours to go do this. It would feel like environmentally that's not, it's not really, that's not even zero sum. It'd be, it'd feel more selfish, but yeah. It was, uh, I learned a lot. I feel a little bit more in tune when I look at where, what birds are doing. I, now I pay attention to like, which way are they flying? Are they in a big group or a small group? Are they hunting or eating or, you know?
1: So are you a birder now?
2: I love birders, the people who watch birds, but I'm not a birder yet. But I, later I plan to be, it's on the five-year plan.
1: <laughs> Good. So it's about I, forget, I think that's a sweet five-year plan. <laughs>
0: Another thing that kind of came to mind is that, you know, this year I think I've donated to charity more than I have ever donated in any previous years. And um, I think I want to integrate and start making donations to charity a more regimented thing in my life. And so I was looking up some interesting charities that would be great to donate to for the environment for the year 2021. Some of them include the Environmental Defense Fund, the Rainforest Trust, and the Environmental Working Group.
2: I have a note on that for giving kind of strategically, because if you can't give a lot, where will I be impactful and, and feel like it aligns with my values and so on? But especially with places like Natural Resource Defense Fund, they appreciate, I feel like, the small monthly donation, which is good for me too. If I know that I want to budget it, giving to them monthly might help you and it might help them because it kind of gives more equilibrium to their income as a nonprofit. Yeah. financial. That's from my financial section of my resolutions. You
1: have a financial section? Do you have different sections for your resolution?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Health, professional, spiritual, emotional, planet, and then humanity, human rights, and... I like um, having a goal for language learning because it's easy to lose your language skills and it doesn't have to be that hard. I just said like listen to more Spanish podcasts and I have. Oh, I've listened to so much Duolingo podcast. I love it and I've listened to a lot in Spanish and I love the stories that they tell and they're like in English and Spanish.
1: Have you listened to the one about the frog?
2: I don't know. I don't think so.
1: The The little frog in Peru? No. It's like one little solo male?
2: I haven't heard that. It's a good one.
1: Yeah, I, okay. that's one of my favorites. And then okay. the drug lords one is my other favorite.
2: What? Okay, the drug lords <laughs> one. I have listened to at least one of those, but I bet there's multiple. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I love those Duolingo podcasts.
2: Link in the show notes, everybody. Are you learning Spanish? Or you know Spanish?
1: I know a little bit. Uh, I can survive. It's it, it, well, I didn't. I was. I wasn't gonna have any resolutions, but I think that one just became uh one was to learn more my favorite movie is a spanish movie called casa de mi padre Mm -hmm. with uh will ferrell (laughs) that's like one of my favorite movies where like it's all in spanish Mm -hmm. uh and i think it's and then when i went down to mexico i was able to i feel like connect a little bit more with people because i knew a little bit more which i was was so fucking cool so
0: it, it takes it takes that experience of going to Mexico to another level because you're able to connect, you're able to conversate, and you're able to kind of get the load mm-hmm. out.
1: Talk a little bit of shit. Yeah. You know, make some people laugh. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. That's the ultimate really,
0: really is when somebody gets
2: your humor in another language, you feel like, yeah, I'm, I can die happy.
1: <laughs> you're like, I'm the coolest person ever. <laughs> this person probably is like, this Spanish sucks, but I'm like, this is the coolest <laughs> This is the coolest thing ever.
2: And I use more... I mean, I I know I lean more on physical humor when I can't communicate, but it opens the world up to so many new friends. It's so motivating. And I had um, a moment with the boat captain in Italy, and I didn't speak Italian. I was trying, for sure. But he was... Show, I was cleaning something in the kitchen. He gave me this spray bottle of cleaner, and he was like trying to explain that it cuts the grease. But he was like... It cuts, like, the fat. And I just lifted up my shirt and went, like, right onto my stomach with the spray bottle. (laughs) And he, like, died laughing. (laughs) I didn't spray it. I was just being like, it looked, like, so shocked. Because when somebody doesn't speak your language, you almost forget that part of their personality exists if you haven't seen it. You know, he's been on the boat with me for four days, and I haven't made him laugh. He was probably thinking I was so boring. (laughs) Phew. (laughs) fixed that?
3: (laughs) I
2: love that story. I was really trying to find like some some notes on my reflections from previous years, but I usually do that when there's downtime around the holidays, take a break and do a lot of reflecting. So I don't I don't have I'm not at that point for 2021, not to mention it's gonna take a little while to decompress. But there are things I did accomplish from last year and I am thinking more in the realm of environmentally. I said last year, I wanted to fly less and I did that. I haven't had a year where I flew so little since I started flying as a kid. When my parents split up, I would have to fly like twice a year to see them. And I think this year I maybe flew twice.
0: It's, it's one of those things where COVID has been a huge burden on us all, but has produced some really interesting and almost good statistics. Like, I was looking at a Bloomberg report where there was a nine percent drop in emissions this year. Hey, we yeah, we got to get some of these point. people out of here. <laughs> yeah,
3: because I've traveled internationally every year since like 2016, and this year I only flew to Michigan once. So I just took two, like one full round trip this whole year. Oh yeah, and that's crazy. Denver. Yeah, that's a good point. That the pandemic actually did have a lot of positive effects on um, the environment unintentionally, but we can be like happy about that and see the progress yeah, that the, it brought.
0: The disruption kind of brought to light the fact that our current emissions in a pre-COVID world were not sustainable. And this, this significant drop kind of brought some things to light for a lot of companies. From
2: most of what I'm
0: reading around changes and
2: trends that have been affected by COVID, that most of those trends, we were on that trajectory anyway, and COVID just amplified it or exponentially made it happen a lot faster. So the pendulum might go back a little bit, but so much of what we're seeing will stick. So I think people working from home will stick. And maybe we'll learn something from that 9% reduction of what impact we can have if we reduce... I mean, air travel is the one where I don't really think we were going to slow down that much this quickly for certain but I'm not certain it was really going to slow down anyway if that's where we were going to cut emissions. So if that ticks back up, where are the areas where we can sustainably keep those emissions down?
3: I wonder if um, businesses will keep their travel way down after this because of like realizing how much more can be done just virtually and how In some scenarios, it's like super helpful to make the connections in person. But in other scenarios, it's completely unnecessary to be sending, you know, salespeople or other business people all over for every little thing.
2: True. That's perhaps a theme with corporations having so much more impact than we feel we do as individuals. And we, we are not wrong to feel that way that me making one change from one product to a more sustainable product makes me feel good makes me sleep better at night but it's not really going to make a big difference and that's kind of just reality but the very act of making that change is affecting my brain it's affecting my home it's affecting how other people think about that same product that they might be using and so it might trigger more positive changes in myself but the more people make those small changes, the more, especially when it comes to consumption, the more that corporations are going to have to respond. And and not that you can compare an individual consumer to this, but I saw yesterday that REI basically gave all of their vendors a 2021 New Year's resolution direct uh-huh. from them to make good on all of their diversity, equity, inclusion commitments. And I thought they want to see proof that brands are putting effort and dollars where their mouth is. And not that we are as influential as individuals as REI, but they are a co-op, like they are people and they are influenced by their own customers. And that's why they're doing this. Well, I like the way
3: you put that uh, in a previous conversation that we had, Bethany, of just um, the fact that corporations have such a big impact on these issues, but. If- We're going to like hold them accountable for it. We also need to hold ourselves because even like that quote we talk about, that's like, if you're going to change society, you need to start by changing yourselves.
1: Mm, Preach. (laughs) Preach, sister.
3: I like that as an idea of a resolution almost is to maybe make some sort of resolution on where you're spending your dollars so that you are like influencing the business realm.
2: There was a place where I lived in the outer sunset of San Francisco in the back of a coffee shop on ninth street. If anyone is familiar out there and looking for something like this. It has it was a cute coffee shop and in the back, not very well advertised. I think they had an A-frame in front. You could bring your own containers and they had tons of products in bulk. And you can both be shopping super local but also less packaging, less transporting and the focus is on products that can replace less efficient or more disposable type of products. But I've I've long ago switched to products that seemed inconvenient at first and I love them
0: yeah you were telling me about how you completely switched to having napkins instead of like a paper towel system and that's one of the easiest changes you can make I even think about like
3: growing up like how like with every meal and this is to no of them, like my mom would like give everyone you know like a piece of like napkin or paper towel and like how silly that is like sometimes I wouldn't even use it like while I'm yeah. eating so just throw it away like that's a really good resolution to look
1: into also, whenever I eat with my friends, uh, they always take my straw because I don't use straws anymore. <laughs> but that wasn't a resolution. That was just more like, a, you know, to stop using straws.
3: So that is a good resolution for others to go for is to like mm-hmm. commit for the whole year to not ever accept one.
1: And then you realize you just don't need a straw.
3: Yeah, they're stupid.
1: Ever. I Save the turtles.
0: When I was... Exactly. I don't think that anybody who has seen that video can use a straw in good conscience anymore. But like as a server, it was so commonplace to just hand straws out for people in their cocktails and then I made a real change to start asking people and people would be so appalled they were like yes I want a straw and I'm like do you really do you really want a straw
3: <laughs> <laughs> how bad do you want she's the straw? like you have to first
0: watch this video and then I'll
2: come back and <laughs> yeah and then let and me know if you want a straw. still want the straw <laughs> okay this is
3: just that's amazing.
2: Yeah. We filter people before they can have the straw. Yeah, I love I love my cloth napkins, and they were almost all hand me down, so I feel like I have memory around some of them and where they've come from. And then the more they get washed, I'm like they just look loved, and they're they go in with all kinds of other laundry. I don't care if they go in with other wipes or clothes because they're not leaching color or anything. But they're so I don't feel like they're causing any extra water usage. Like there's not they're not that big. So I think that's an
0: easy one. And it's fun. I've got a question for you guys. So, you know, we've all got individual goals, and they're great. But if we could, if we could make a global New Year's resolution, what do you think it would be?
1: I would, I mean, I th- I think even just, I mean, collectively trying to protect the water, like the ocean.
3: Yeah, water is our most like, important resource. And globally, we don't, Act that way. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I still am, like, on the straw thing. I feel like globally, if we could just eliminate straws, like, they're such like a pointless. Like, that seems like a pretty
1: easy one. Yeah, Yeah, like an easy global one.
3: Like, never make a straw again. We're done making straws. They don't. They're not necessary.
1: This is sometimes I wish the world had a dictator, just one person (laughs) to be like, I'm gonna make everyone bow down to me, but no straws.
3: And the turtles go wild.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If you're able. To drink with the tipping of a glass, yeah, there's no need. If you're not able, we will accommodate that for (laughs) sure with the fanciest ass straw we can come up with. We will innovate and make straws better for those people who really need them. I would like to say that I had a brilliant idea for this question or like a brilliant answer that I know will be the most impactful if everyone did this small thing and I know the individuals are all capable of it, but this is more just personal rather than technical or scientific. But I wish that everyone helped clean up the environment just a little because I clean, I love I I don't love to pick up litter. It depresses me that there's litter when I'm picking it up, but I do it ev- every single day I probably pick up something if I go outside. But picking up that kind of stuff before it enters the waterways, like it's so connected. So especially because I live by a river, I'm prioritizing things that are like plastics that are closer to the water. I've pulled up like pl- shreds of plastic bags out of the clay, trying to get it before it breaks down and it's in our water. And I think how much of an impact would we have if people just picked up what they saw that doesn't belong there and before an animal ate it or before it breaks down and gets into our our own
0: water that we drink, you know? Damn, Bethany, you just came at us with possibly the easiest resolution to try and push on everybody. I love this resolution.
1: Just pick up trash.
0: Boom. I wouldn't have thought of it as a New Year's resolution because I do
2: it, but if you don't do it... On occasion, people need reminding, just something. I was going
3: to say, I think that we have to like think everyone's at a different place on their journey. And so maybe, you know, your first step in the green resolution is to use a reusable bag or to pick up trash or to get a reusable water bottle. And then maybe yours is like doing a nothing new year. So there's a huge spectrum of where you can start. It's true. I think that that's an easy one that everyone can commit to. There's always
2: trash. There's always trash. Yeah. There, there's there's also, always trash. There's an app called Literati, and we can link to that too. It's a, a startup where they collect data, and if you have the app, you can take a picture of the trash, you enter the data, where you were when you found it. Basically, they take all that data, and then they hold the companies who are generating that trash accountable in some way. So the data can get back to the company about which of their products are winding up in waterways, and also they can take that data to cities and say, hey, cigarette butts are the most common item found, and the city can implement an environmental-related tax on cigarettes that will help clean up the mess that the cigarette butts are making. So I thought that was a very cool idea. Very simple, but it's
0: literati. They're rad. And if you guys have any resolutions, please share them with us. We want to hear what you're working on. You can reach us on our Twitter or Instagram at greenish.podcast or our email at greenish at gobealive.com. Thanks so much for listening. Greenish is a podcast produced by Be Alive Studios with original music by Devin Anderson and your hosts, Bethany Scully, Elon Stribbling, Cecily Krieger, and myself, Caitlin Lovell. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening.
2: Don't make your goals.
0: Hold each other accountable,
2: too. No, fucking no more straws. <laughs>
0: And we've got tons of resources for you guys to check out. So make a resolution with us this year.
2: Hey again, it's Bethany here. If you are making a resolution to reduce waste any time of year, a great place to start is with the items that you use daily. A few products I can personally recommend are the cleaning supplies from blueland.com. I get the tablets from them in the mail and I drop them into my own spray bottles. And I also use these tablets for laundry and hand soap and even in my dishwasher. Another easy switch I've made is from a shampoo bottle to a shampoo bar. I have used several different brands, but I do love the shampoo and conditioner bars I've gotten from packagefreeshop.com. The disclaimer would be that I have a pixie, so I'm pretty low risk, and if you're not ready to mess with your hair regime, I might recommend a swap that would be easier, like from a toothpaste tube to toothpaste tablets. I get mine from Well Earth Goods out of my home state of Oregon. I have a subscription with them, so I never have to think about it, which I love, and in fact, I also use a subscription for my deodorant, which I get from ByHumankind.com. I use the eucalyptus, and I love it. I know we're still social distancing, but no one has told me that I stink since I've been using it. All of these recs, by the way, are unpaid and they are linked in the show notes. So if you are making a change of this nature, may I be the first to congratulate you and wish you well and a happy new year or happy new routine, whatever you're doing. Oh, and another thing you'll find in the show notes is a link to litterless.com where you can find a list organized by state of grocery stores that are package-free.